0: You're listening to the Pat and Stew Podcast. On September 13th through the 15th, make history. Join me, Glenn Beck, and attend the inaugural Covenant America celebration held on the beautiful Ozark Ranch just outside of Branson, Missouri. I'll be keynoting the event on Saturday night, and the event will also include two days of the best Branson Entertainment and other patriotic and inspiring speakers. Of course, Sunday's going to be reserved for worship services. The event is sponsored by the producer of the new movie, Red Wing. It'll emphasize the vital importance of the Declaration of Independence. Every signer of the Declaration of Independence, as well as the indispensable man, George Washington, adamantly affirmed the protection of divine providence. They pledged everything, their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Covenant America will explore who America is and why Israel is more than just an ally. Learn how the grievances of the Declaration of Independence apply to us today. Tickets for this event are going fast. Order yours at covenantamerica.us. That's covenantamerica.us. Welcome to the
1: Friday Pat and Stu Show. Uh, the guy behind me and his family are headed to Martha's Vineyard today for another vacation on your dime. That is so nice of us. Yeah, really. We are good people. We <laughs> awesome. You just keep paying for this guy. <laughs> the president will also take some time out of his busy schedule to award Oprah the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Time. That should make About her feel time. a little bit better, Pat, after yeah. she was denied buying that expensive mm. purse. You the racism, the, the sexism. Oh. oh! And most importantly... We'll tell you what we learned from last night's preseason NFL action, which is almost nothing. Pat and Stu starts right now.
0: Here we go for Pat and Stu. QBO countdown. Four, four, three, two, one. Now, from the Glenn Beck studio in Dallas. This
2: is Pat and Stu on the Blaze. Hello,
1: and welcome to it. Triple eight seven two seven Back beck 727 beck President needs some time off. I mean, he's only gotten, what, um, I don't know how many rounds of golf he's had lately, but uh, it isn't enough, and there needs to be more. And so he's going to take some time on Martha's Vineyard in a $7.6 million home, He's going to shut down traffic uh, on the island of Martha's Vineyard and screw up the life of everybody who lives there. One of their main—they've got—I think they have three main roads that go through Martha's Vineyard. He's shutting down one of the one of the main thoroughfares through town, and uh, uh, this is the fourth time I think he's done this to the residents. They're getting a little pissed. In fact, there was a story on the on uh, the drudge report about it, and then it was suddenly mysteriously gone about the residents complaining about it. And so I don't know if it got scrubbed. I don't don't know what happened, but um, apparently people are, you know, and why wouldn't you be? I'd be pissed if if I couldn't traverse through my town because the president continually comes and stays there and screws up life in that town. Go somewhere else. Leave us alone. It's a big deal, especially with one of these communities. I mean, this is a – obviously, they're used to a lot of tourism there. Uh, Most of the people on uh, the island are not full-time residents. But when you go there and you want to be able to enjoy the island, you spend a fortune to live there Mm -hmm. or vacation there, you'd like to be able to move about freely. And you're unable to do that because this guy needs to hang out there every 15 seconds. Well, remember during the campaign when he kept coming to New York, I, and we lived there it was such a hassle it was so irritating because he campaigned the whole time so you know you might think well you guys left like a year before he was uh, voted he was reelected. <laughs> yes but he was there all the time campaigning fundraising and he would come and they'd shut down entire sections of Mid- midtown manhattan and it was a nightmare And when they shut it down for the president, that doesn't mean you just can't drive through there. You can't walk through there either. you got to go clear around. you got to find some alternative route. It's a nightmare. So I can imagine in Martha's Vineyard when you pay, you know, $10 million for a home and you want to use it and this is your time and then you find out the president's coming, that's got to suck. That that has to be completely irritating. I I just like paying for it. I, I don't know what it does to the people of Martha's Vineyard. I like my money going to that. That's what I like, because I know mm-hmm. he's spending more money than I will probably uh, uh, give in my entire life in taxes. He will spend that on one vacation. So I like knowing my entire life's work will go to fund one week of this horrible president's vacation. Because, you know, he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, he does. That's he does. Thing. He just He's done so much good that mm-hmm. how could he not take a few more months off before the end of the year? We should take the rest of his term off. Seriously. I, I'd, I'd be willing to pay for it if he does. That is the one issue I have uh, complaining about these vacations is that I really like it when he's on vacation. because yeah, It's he's better not... than him legislating yeah. or trying to legislate or trying to direct legislation. It's It's better than that. But there's no way, nothing, I mean no president, if we had nothing, no one in the Oval Office, mm-hmm. there's no way it would be worse than this. Like if we
3: just put, we That's didn't true. elect anyone. We just yeah. didn't
1: elect anyone. No one was there to make those decisions. You put a spoon in office. A spoon. It's a spoon. President Spoon. I kind of like that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, I like it too. You got President Spoon up there. President Spoon and President Spoon doesn't <laughs> sign any <laughs> Does legislation. Nothing. No, he just he sits on a desk. Just it just runs itself. Uh-huh. You know, maybe I like we have it. to appoint. You know, we'd have to give maybe like, uh, like you know uh, one person to just to say, eh, "Are we going to war or not?" Over this. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, just shut down the office. It seriously could not be worse than this guy. It really couldn't. I mean, I'm sure it could be worse. No. Uh, not a spoon. Not with, oh, not with a spoon. No, no not could with, be worse spoon. with a spoon. I'm sorry. I thought Spoon's you meant like... better than this. For sure. Oh, my God. A spoon would be great. <laughs> a spoon would be great. In comparison, a spoon would be a miracle for this country. A a spoon, yes. an, inan- an inanimate yes. spoon... It would yes. just sit there. It would just be put on. You don't them even, the you don't even the need desk. a full setting, of place. Uh, of no, you, wanna,
4: you Listen, you want to throw the spoon a bone once in a while. Throw in a fork every now. I and mean, again.
1: you could have a fork and a spoon. You could have a place setting. I don't care what. <laughs> yeah, what it uh, is. We're not. You know, we're not specific on what would be in there. We're just right. sure of what wouldn't be. Yes. <laughs> and and the the press conference would be better. You wouldn't get as many lies, Mister Place Setting, Mister Place Setting, Mister Silverware, Mister Silverware. Uh, tell us about the NSA scandal. And that's it. Right. I mean, you don't hear a bunch and of lies. He wouldn't lie. About he wouldn't it. lie about it. It would be the right? first time we've seen a presidential press conference in a long time, but without <laughs> With a lie. Another lies. day,
4: nothing reported from the press conference.
1: <laughs> I like it. And think about how many, I like how it. many annoying people would lose their jobs over that. You know, none of mm-hmm. the annoying press corps would be able to be there to mm-hmm. ask him questions. Mm-hmm. You'd have, uh, you'd have all the, all of his advisors would have to lose their jobs because he wouldn't be listening to any of their advice. He's a spoon. You would not see the spoon riding on a girl's bike. Mm-hmm. Uh in in mom jeans. Would you have um, a spoon throw out horrible first pitches at no, baseball games? No, okay. you would not. Mm-hmm. No, you I mean you would be missing a lot of really bad stuff. It'd be great. It's it's a great idea. We're gonna try to make that happen. Uh but unfortunately, sadly, we don't right now have a spoon in office. We have Barack Obama, and he's set to do a press conference, a news conference in the White House, three o'clock Eastern before he goes to Martha's Vineyard. And I guess we're going to get some questions about Snowden. The spying, civil liberties, also uh, strained relations with Russia, the economy. Will anybody ask about the IRS and the latest thing on the IRS? That it's still going on according to testimony? That'd be interesting. Uh, but this is his first full news conference since April 30th, so it's it's been a while. Um. And uh, we'll see what happens there. He's also, I think, before the news conference, he's giving the Presidential Medal of Freedom to Oprah Winfrey. Um, And nobody deserves it more than Oprah Winfrey. As Stu mentioned, she had that horrific incident in Switzerland. She goes to Zurich, and, uh, you know, that's tough enough. She's there. She's got to go to Zurich, Switzerland, for Tina Turner's wedding. And how many times have you been invited to Tina Turner's weddings? I mean, there have been like nine of them. And uh, you're there and you need a purse for the event and you go in and you can't get one because no, we've you got a nasty racist uh, clerk. We've heard this story before. Uh, Emmett Till mm-hmm. was in Switzerland for <laughs> Tina Turner's wedding. Yeah. Uh, he went into a really expensive purse store, asked for the most expensive purse in the store. the exact same thing as Emmett and, Till. Uh, exact. The, to me, this in white, my mind, same thing. Yeah, I would say it's the same thing. Same thing as and, Emmett Till. I mean, you, you feel like... Emmett Till, Mm -hmm. um, when he went to Zurich and this happened to him, (laughs) it was underreported at the time. So people don't know that story right now, luckily because of Oprah, they do. Yes. People finally know because the same exact thing happened to her. Oh yeah. It was the same thing other than the kidnapping, the brutal beating, the torture and the killing. Same thing. I mean, Uh, mean, not even name calling. Look, here's, here's the, the, this elitist is in Zurich. She's at Tina Turter's wedding. She's buying a, a purse that probably costs more than most of our cars do. And uh, and the clerk only doesn't call her names, doesn't spit on her, doesn't call doesn't say nasty things to her, just says no, you you, you might not be able to afford this purse. And that is supposed to tell us how bad and racist even she has it pathetic well i mean if if what if when you say pathetic what you mean is heartbreaking Pathetic because it's heartbreaking yes right right. soul crushing soul crushing and unconstitutional by the way uh, if you look at the the constitution the 13th amendment abolishes slavery Mm -hmm. and also not being able to get the right person zurich it's not that's um, pretty specific huh really look to me Mm -hmm. slavery Mm -hmm. oprah story same Same thing. thing Same to thing me, in your mind. Same thing in my mind. Mine too now. Same thing because it's the same thing in your mind. Identical. So no, it's the same thing in mind. Thirteenth Amendment was supposed to overturn sh- pur- purse purchases like this, right? And it and it, it, didn't. Apparently, it didn't apparently didn't. In apparently Zurich. Didn't, Zurich. <laughs> that's why we have a constitution. People be thankful for it, right? Because you can't do that here, and you and that's evidenced by the fact that Oprah Winfrey, who's mm-hmm. talking about racism and how brutal it is. Uh, here, uh, basically, every young black male is Trayvon Martin or Evan- Emmett Till. It's it's revealing that she can't come up with one actual f- uh, piece of evidence of racism in the entire United States. She can only go to her experience in Zurich. Seriously, the only thing that she even alluded to a- as proof that she's endured horrific racism is when she's she- <laughs> in board meetings... When I'm in board meetings with other CEOs, uh, some of these people uh, I sense may have some problem with me as a woman or a black person. Really? You've sensed? They didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. You just have a sense that they're uncomfortable. And that's your idea of the only thing you can cite as a racist example in your life. That's amazing. Yeah. And by the way, she couldn't come up with one time she's been called the N-word or anything or In her anything entire in her life. Which I, in her entire life, and she hasn't always been the Oprah Winfrey. Right. There's, I mean, you wouldn't dare do it now. Yeah, and no. that was another weird part we didn't get into. What do you mean There's, you better dare not do it now? Because you're rich? <laughs> because you're yeah, because popular? You're known? Yeah, and I got news for you too, Oprah. The only reason you can afford the most wonderfully expensive person in the world It's because of millions of white people who like you so much. Yeah, That's how you can afford that. Because millions and millions and Mm -hmm. millions of white people sit there, along with other races as well, all come together to say how glorious you are and give you their hard-earned money that they apparently Mm -hmm. uh, earned as racists but then forgot their racism when they decided to like you so much. It's so insultingly stupid. I, I, and and the fact that, you know, I, maybe the most frustrating part of this is we just went through an election where we were told that Mitt Romney could not relate to the regular people. Yet Oprah Winfrey is touted all the time as this person who can relate so closely to um, the American people. She just gave as an example of racism the idea that she can't buy a six-figure purse. <laughs> racism. <laughs> <laughs> she can't buy a purse because it might be too expensive for her. Mm-hmm. That's her idea of racism. You want to talk about first world racism? That is it no, right there. No, Boy, no. isn't that the truth? Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. And what was it Romney got in so much hot water for that? He knew the 47% or something. It, it, well, there yeah. was that. And then there was, he knew, I mean, we, we mocked up a little bit for this too, but he knew race car owners, Race car, not drivers, but the owners. He was. Right. The reason he liked NASCAR was because he knew some owners. Yeah. I mean. Here's an even. I think to me, uh, this story from Oprah is way more elitist. She's in Zurich, Switzerland, at Tina Turner's wedding, trying to buy the most expensive purse in the world. <laughs> 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 really? And no one points any of that out. Nobody says anything. Wow. Oprah oh, also wow. is a victim of uh, oh, gosh Even this, she. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. Yeah. This is Emmett Till part two. Oh boy. That's same, all, th- mind, same, same thing in my mind. Same thing. Same exact thing. Triple eight seven two seven back. choice Mm -hmm. hillary or chris christie i'm going spoon as well that 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 particular uh that's the choice spoon yeah third Mm -hmm. party spoon i think it's from the silverware party and uh and i'm going spoon every every time i thought he did he drop out of the cutlery party yes okay he did okay and he was fine he didn't leave the cutlery
4: party party. the cutlery party left him Mm -hmm. that's
1: a good point jeffy Mm mm-hmm in my mind, that's like Emmett Till. Same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same exact thing. Same exact same I would say thing. it's the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Mm. 888-727-BECK. beck Yesterday, uh, Roger Ailes made a whole bunch of news. They, I guess they are in California, and uh, Cavuto, Cavuto was asking him some questions about uh, the rumors and whatever. Here's what uh, Roger Ailes said about the Fox News lineup.
5: Generally, I don't uh, I don't confirm or deny any uh, rumors. That's, That's a rumor at the moment. However, Megan has earned a better time period. She'll be in our prime time lineup. Mm-hmm. But I must quickly say mm-hmm. that all of our stars will be back. We have new deals with Hannity and Greta and uh, Shep. Shep and I have been working quietly on something. We'll roll out probably in mid-september uh... about how news is presented i think it's kind of done in an old-fashioned way and i think we have a better way of working on it so Shep, uh... who is in my view the premier newsman in the country everybody wanted to hire him he agreed to stay with us and uh, hmm. i think you'll see some changes that are that are good i think uh... Greta's won her time period ever since she's been there. She kind of put Anderson Cooper away. She's a great interviewer, tireless worker. And Hannity is a brand that many of our viewers love and want to see. And uh, he's also, as you know, uh, probably the nicest guy in the building, other than you, of course. Um, But uh, Hannity is is a strong Brand. The difference between Hannity and everybody else, MSNBC, you know, he's a, he's a conservative. But he has, liberal, he's on, he's on, he has liberals on every night, from Al right. Sharpton to whoever, to argue with. If you watch the other channels, they'll never book a conservative to argue with. So his is much better program, and it's reflected in his ratings uh, because he's fearless. So we have a, a great roster of talent. I am making a few minor changes, but let me just say that since Fox News Channel came on, MSNBC and CNN have changed either their primetime lineup of shows or their primetime talent 64 times. (laughs) Uh, I think maybe I've changed it five or six. Um, So you have to choose well in the first place and have the guts to stay with people who can do the job. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to do.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of interesting stuff there. And he said a lot of interesting things in fairly interesting ways. There's uh, some underlying stuff going on at Fox. I I can't really put my finger on what. <laughs> Well, first of all, but, I think it's an insult to Ed Schultz to call Sean Hannity a yeah, brand. I mean, yeah, you can't compare that to, to Ed. No, come on. Another no. thing
4: that, you know. another thing about that interview I find interesting <laughs> is not once did he mention our pal Bill O'Reilly.
1: No, he didn't. Wow, that's a really he mentioned,
4: good pickup. He talked about the primetime lineup, and he mentioned and all he of them. skipped and O'Reilly craft, completely. Yeah, O'Reilly Bill O'Reilly. the Probably number one
1: show on television. It's unquestioned. I mean, O'Reilly's been news, number one for. Okay,
4: what, I, I, I'm with you, but I'm just saying not one, not one mention. Do you well, believe I will that Shep
1: Smith is in that kind of demand? Everybody wanted him. Well, I mean, he's CBS, he CNN, it, so it NBC, ABC. Maybe. I mean, he, he he'd be Smith. the one guy from Fox you could see other networks wanting. Well, yeah, because he's you know, certainly not, obviously not a conservative. No. Um, I will say, though, that the exclusion of Bill O'Reilly in there was to me the same thing as emmett till uh here's a, it's a it's, here's a, you in have my the, mind to, same thing to review same thing you have a, a young black man who brutally beaten and murdered by two racists mm-hmm. and then you have uh roger ales not saying umitting, bill, O'Reilly's name. bill o'reilly's name um, same thing you're right Steve. same thing it's almost as <laughs> it's right. not as bad but almost as bad as not being able to buy the purse you want not as you're it's right not, on it's, that it's, too it's, it's worse it's than emmett bad. till but not quite as bad as buying, a, a, not being able to buy a purse, a purse you want in, in Zurich. Zurich. In Zurich, at Tina Turner's. Now wedding. it would be worse than not being able to buy one in New York City or yes, Chicago. In, in Zurich, though, but in Zurich when you can't get the purse you want, right? At Tina Turner, much. at Tina Turner's Way. in that's, Zurich. That's too much for dinner. When you, okay, yeah, okay, that's one thing. But when you're there for Tina's Tina, wedding, yeah. How many times have we been there for Tina's wedding? Fifteen. Yes, and she's only been married like eight times. Right. So. It's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. We go there all the time for her wedding, and sometimes it doesn't even happen. So when we go there, we must buy a purse or we're pissed. And so <laughs> I can see. Well, and not a purse. Obviously, the no, most expensive purse. purse in the it city. It has to be the purse. It has to be Hermes or Louis Vuitton. I mean, sometimes I'll slum it with a Vuitton. Well, that's the sort of purse they'll show you. Yes. See, they'll show you a $20,000 purse, but mm-hmm. they won't show you the $100,000 purse. Obviously, racism Obviously Emmett Till. Obviously. That's exactly what happened to Emmett Till, and people Obviously. don't realize this. The whole thing started when Emmett Till walked into an expensive purse store mm-hmm. and said, "I'd like that hundred thousand dollar purse." Yeah, and they said, "No, they said, you no. can't afford that. You can only afford this twenty five thousand dollar purse." Right. And and that Emmett Till said something a little sassy back, and that's when the whole thing started. Yeah, it's it's a terrible, uh, terrible Awful. thing. But it's I will say this: it's exactly the same as the purse thing. In my mind, it's the same same thing. thing. Same thing. Same thing. All right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Um. Yeah, I don't know the uh, uh, the Roger Ailes situation though was. Um, so you think everything's Back cool to this after the M&S you were, yeah? I am. Uh, you you know, know, I think everything's think cool w- at Fox. What does that mean? Everything's cool. I mean, did it sound? I, I don't know. Like I something's think, up there. Well, I would mean, think what's, what's happening is, you know, Roger Ailes has made a decision on the, the uh, lineup, and he's mm-hmm. not ready to reveal it yet all. Not ready to reveal all of it. So he's sitting back and trying to, you know, parse words and say he loves everybody, which I'm sure at some degree he does, given the fact that he's had them on the air for a million years. And they've made him a very, very wealthy person and kept the network very, very successful for a long period of time. Uh, you know obviously he likes Megan Kelly better than somebody else maybe or he likes Megan Kelly um in that spot uh and he likes to shift around everybody else and, Well, if someone's going to have to drop out to another slot obviously someone's going to have to do Megan's job from before so mm-hmm. they'll probably uh you know shift around the lineup a little bit maybe he just wants Megan Kelly a really big commodity in uh, in prime time and uh we know that somebody there's going to be quite a bit of shifting because um, you have that situation, and then you have the situation with uh, with uh, Gretchen in the morning who's leaving mm-hmm. because uh, what's-her-face is coming over from uh, The View. What's her name? Uh, Hasselbeck. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hasselbeck is coming over from The View. So Gretchen is going somewhere else, like, I don't know, to the next um, – to the, uh, she, the, to the later show, the 9 I, o'clock in the I morning heard, I, show? I think she, or she's going go. to Megan Kelly's time slot, I'm being told. Yeah. Do oh, you right, know that right, for a right, fact? Right, right. Yeah, I think they that do. is the rumor, at least. I've, I've heard that. Because I've rumor. heard also that, uh, and this may, may, may not be true, Martha uh, McCallum is moving, too. something else. And so somebody's going to move into that. So I I don't know. A lot of this goes to and to give Roger Ailes, obviously the guy's you know a brilliant guy as far as running a news network. Oh yeah. Uh, No question. No question about it. He's a legend in the business. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. One thing you could say that Roger does better than everybody else is he doesn't see himself um, he doesn't act like a fantasy football owner that often. We see this as a problem with our affiliates uh, all the time in that like a lot of people you, you work a long time to get to the job of program director at a radio station, for example. And you get to the job at a radio station, and what you have is, let's say you get into a station, you rise to the, you get promoted to a program director, and then you look at your lineup and you have a successful morning show, Glenn Beck, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity. And then you sit there and you say, well, what am I going to do? i got nothing to do. I've got all these shows that are on the air and are successful. What do I do? I can make this better. And they tinker. And, you know, we've lost affiliates because of that. Sean's lost affiliates. Rush pretty much doesn't lose affiliates. Uh, but we've seen this happen over and over again. People look at their lineup and they're like, ah, it's the same lineup. And, yeah, it's successful, but we can do better. Let's change this. Let's change this. Let's tinker here. Let's tinker there. And Roger has, to his credit, not really done that. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's kept this lineup pretty much the same with a couple of alterations. For a long period of time, yeah, and that's part of its success. It's what M- NBC has done with Jay Leno. They're looking right. at they're looking a guy who has been, yeah. you don't know how special this is, how rare it is. It's almost a miracle to be number one at night for 20 years. Nobody does that, especially not after replacing a legend who was number one for 30 years. I mean, Johnny Carson beat back every single challenger that ever came his way. And, uh, and then to replace a legend like that, usually it's almost impossible. Usually yeah. the guy who replaces the legend is a failure, and the guy who replaces the guy who replaced the legend can sometimes succeed. Jay Leno succeeded mm-hmm. and, and kept it number one and kept it the franchise that it is it is, despite NBC's primetime lineup, which sucks, which is phenomenal yeah and that's the excuse that letterman used all those years well cbs's lineup is no good that's why i'm not beating leno really how about now cbs primetime number one your your show number three or yeah, at least two. He whined and complained
4: when they didn't have football there for a while. Yeah. That was what was killing yeah. them. We oh, didn't they have got time dad. to promote I mean, ourselves. I mean, th-
1: no excuses with Leno. He's just always been number one. And it's funny it doesn't too. Matter what happens. Going back to my little radio analogy, same thing happens on radio station after radio station after radio station. We've had so many people who came in and were so smart. And we're going to change the world with their new lineups. Yeah. And then you know, two years later, we're back on with better ratings yeah. again. Yep. And it happened. It's happened so many freaking times. I can't even describe to you. At the beginning, when we first launched this network. It was re- it was quite bothersome. I mean, we would be like, "Wow, we're doing great in this market. We're you know we're number three in the market, and you know we're we're doing a great job. We're you know even better ratings in the radio station, and this is awesome." And then, the, some new mm-hmm. program director would come in, and they would say, "Well, we have Rush and we have Sean. Those Sean those shows had been on the air for longer than we had, or they had uh, Rush and a lot of times a very successful local uh, afternoon show." And they would say, "Well, what can we change?" The only thing we can change is Glenn Beck. He's new. He's this guy that people don't know that well. Let's Mm -hmm. change it. Without fail, they would change us and watch the ratings drop off by 40%. And then several (laughs) years later, we'd be back to pick up the pieces. Uh, When the new program director came in and the last one was fired, Mm -hmm. it happened so many times. You know what that reminded me of, too, at the time? Emmett Till. In my mind, same thing. My gosh, you're right. Same it's the exact, exact, exact thing, right? same thing. Right? Taking Glenn back off a of radio right? station is the same thing. thing as same Emmett, as Emmett Till. In, in my mind, same as Emmett Till. Same thing. Same thing. 727 back. Same thing. Am I right? Is with me? Seriously. Thank you. Yeah, Thank babe. you. 888 727 It's Pat and Stu. Hello. Uh, okay. Lost in all of this. In all of this Fox stuff. And I don't want it to be lost because it's a major, major announcement. Alec Baldwin coming <laughs> to MSNBC. I'm really excited about Thank that. Thank heaven. I mean, this is great. This is great news. It, it actually is for us because he's going to be insane. He's going to be insane. And, uh, we're gonna, I mean, there's some serious cannon fodder there. Uh, here's a sample of what Baldwin would look like and sound like as an an MSNBC anchor.
3: While President Obama was on his way to Afghanistan today, Mitt Romney and Rudy Giuliani visited a firehouse in New York City to once again politicize 9 11 and to mark the one year anniversary of the killing of Osama bin Laden. Wait, and of course, what episode of Saturday Night Live this President from? Because <laughs> this is. The killing of Osama bin Laden. Karen Finney and Alex Wagner will join us. And the Gingrich presidential campaign's long goodbye continued today with Duke Gingrich trying to rewrite the history of his campaign, which of course lands Newt Gingrich once again in tonight's rewrite. That's coming up. Coming up, Holy
0: crap, as you that's may bad. have noticed,
5: Alec Baldwin is here, and I, I'm telling you, I
3: have no idea when he will seize the microphone next. He might want to talk about President Obama's new eight-point lead in a key swing state, and he might just want to talk with Alex Wagner
0: about whatever they feel like talking about. I have a rewrite plan to Bob King but as I said, Alec Baldwin's <laughs> here. Anything could happen. Just... Just
1: wow,
3: build the drama there, Larry. There, Larry. Yeah, this thanks, is the
0: Just to stay right here. We'll be back.
3: Oh, there's Which more. Which political wife wants you to think of her husband as, and these are her words, a wild and crazy guy? A, Calista Gingrich, B, Jill Biden, or C, Ann Romney? And is Steve Martin on the short list for the Republican vice presidential nomination. The answer to both of those questions is coming up. And in the rewrite... Is he tries to uh, What is going on here? ...to the presidential campaign was, but he left a little too much... This is, this is when he, he is medicated.
0: That's coming up... The worst. Oh my God! This going to be laughable. Oh, there's more. There's more hours left as a presidential <laughs> It just <candidate>. doesn't stop.
3: So he is already busy. Good inflection here by 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 Alec, campaign, mm-hmm. which of course has landed course him in tonight's race. Uh, uh,
5: that's,
1: that's, uh, that's next. Okay, did they have him teasing segments? Wow. Did he ever do a segment on that show? I, I don't know. I don't know, but the the better one, it's even better than that. <laughs> Hannity had tape of him doing uh, talk radio in Philadelphia. He filled in for somebody because he, he sees himself as yeah. you know this genius broadcaster who can really offer and maybe turn the talk radio world on its head. So this is obviously why he signed up on MB- MSNBC, if in fact he has, because he thinks he's really good. And he went... To a Philly station and he filled in for somebody and he was on like a Sunday night or something and I wish I could find the the audio of it I heard it on Hannity and I had it for a while I can't remember remember how I got it but um, he was embarrassing I was I can't stand the guy I was embarrassed for him I felt bad for him it was so awful he was like um Okay, this is Alec Baldwin in Philadelphia, and we're going to go to the phones now. Let's go to the phones and um, and see who's on the phone. And uh, what? Oh, I'm being told that there's no one on the phone right now. That's interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. There's nobody. Nobody's on the phone right now? Really? Nobody? <laughs> there's <laughs> no, we have no one calling in right I now. I wouldn't have listened to that. That's though. interesting. That's interesting. Huh. Hey, that's really, that's interesting. That's right, awesome. Nobody nobody's on the phone. He goes on and on like that for, I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> talking about, talking about, no about how no one's calling interesting him? interesting it is you that know, nobody's on the phone if, calling him. You know what you do when you
4: hear that? This <laughs> is a really helpful hint. If anybody out there is listening to a radio station and you hear a host do that, call. Yeah. And when they put you on hold, they'll go right to you because he's dying for a phone oh call. Oh, my gosh. And yes. as soon as he goes to you, hang up. <laughs> Oh That's
1: my gosh. A great idea! Great idea! Mm-hmm. Great idea! <laughs> great idea. Oh, it's good. awesome no, it's because Alec Baldwin <laughs> deserves it. Let's be honest. Come on, he deserves it. And so, uh, do we have a we have a phone call? I'm being told we have a phone call. Is that true? Do callers do, do we have callers on the phone? <laughs> oh wait, uh, so we someone just sent the audio and we'll have to play this. Seriously? Yeah. Oh good. All right. Uh, so, so coming up maybe next break. Send or it to me. Yeah, send it to me and we'll right. play it. Right. Uh, in the meantime, I think we have a caller. I've heard we've we've got callers, and being told in my ear that there's a caller on the line. That's interesting. That's interesting. Let's go to the caller, uh, Kevin, in uh, somewhere called Texas. Um, hey, Kevin, it's interesting Kevin, that you do. called.
2: How do you do? Hey, how are you? Hey, watching the show. Got a couple of things. All right. Uh, what are the chances of Glenn getting? Jay Leno to host a show on the Blaze. I think he would be an excellent addition <laughs> oh my gosh. to your company. Yeah, we were
1: just talking about that today. That would be <laughs> that would be a dream yeah, come true. I, I
2: don't know that we
1: have the uh, I don't know that we, we have, have yet, yet for that, for but that, but, uh, but we'd love uh, it. it. Should be great. We would love it. It'd be awesome.
2: Hey, and, and another thing, when I showed those pictures of Alec Baldwin, doesn't he look like he stuck his finger in an electric socket with that stupid hairdo?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, uh, that yeah. is. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. But uh, appreciate the call, thanks, Kevin. It, it, hasn't he lost a lot of weight too? I've noticed that about Alec. He he was bloated for a while. Yeah, he got pretty big. Yeah. I, I, what's interesting about those clips that we showed is that um, he doesn't seem to have any uh, personality. I think it just I mean, he wasn't mm-hmm. uh, that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's trying to be sarcastic there and trying to be funny and and tease these segments, and I, he doesn't seem to. I mean, it's possible. Like this happens a lot with actors where you will find that their interviews, you, you can't believe they could ever entertain you like on, a, on screen because their interviews are so bad. They have such adultish personalities that you couldn't believe that they could actually get on, uh, on camera and be entertaining, but that's because they're pretending to be somebody else. They're good at acting, but they can't communicate like that. Alec Baldwin seems like he's in that realm, at least looking at this. Uh, but I'm very excited for him to get the show because he will say a lot of really stupid things. Especially in interviews, because he'll be scripted, he'll be controlled as far as like you know, they're not going to let him say the craziest stuff. And I don't think he's the type that's going to bring on conservatives to scream at because he will lose his temper really badly. They'll manage his situations if oh if the he'd show be doesn't destroyed. Occur. He's too stupid. Yeah, he's he'd not, be yeah. destroyed by real conservatives. Right? Who can argue? But if he gets on there and has to do an interview and gets thrown off a little bit, there's uh, there's some there's some potential for fireworks there. I like is it. he still doing Thirty Rock? Is that still on, or is that is that gone now? I think it's still on. I don't know. I never. That's was a, a show I never got into. But right. they are done. Okay, but, we're, hurrying, we're hearing mm-hmm. that they're done. Uh, Phil in Kansas City, you're on uh, the Pat and Stu show.
2: Hey guys, hey. Uh, two quick points on uh, Oprah's purse shopping experience. Mm-hmm. She's act, she's acting like she's never been in a high end retail space before. For one thing, in a high end shop like that in Zurich or Monte Carlo or the other places that you know we all go. Mm-hmm. The people who buy the purse that's on that top shelf don't walk in and say, Can I see that? They walk in and say, I want, like they're in the Lamborghini dealership, I want the yellow Gallardo. My assistant will pick it up Monday. And they turn around and walk out. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't need to ask to be shown stuff. <laughs> and of course, Oprah knows <laughs> that
1: because she mm-hmm. walks into these stores and they shut them down for her right. all over the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because the that's one right. time she mm-hmm. couldn't get one thing that she wanted, she has to cry racism. A uh, tamani. It's so sad. And also, sad. like, you've never
2: done the little dance before where the uh, salesperson tries to play on your pride that, oh, you can't afford this. Let me show you. And the salesperson, in this case, overplayed their hand mm-hmm. and scared her out of the store because you're supposed to say, no, I can't afford that. And that way, when the salesperson pulls it down and you think, oh, goodness, that's on the limit of my price range, but I've already said I can afford this, and your pride takes over and you make a purchase you shouldn't make.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, it sounds like you sound like a guy, Phil, who's made some high-end purchases.
2: I've been on both sides of that transaction. (laughs) Yeah, I've worked on commission. Have you Have you purchased a Lamborghini? Uh, No, but I used to work with a gentleman who purchased several. Yeah, and he didn't go in and say, "Uh, "Can I drive this one? Can I drive this one?" When he walked into the dealership, he knew the VIN number of
1: what he was buying. yeah, Yeah, And he said, you know what he said? He said, Phil will be back to pick it up. (laughs)
2: Didn't he, Phil?
1: Phil? (laughs) 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 Did he ever
4: buy you one, Phil?
1: Oh, he's gone. Because I was going to say, if he never bought Phil... Sit behind the
4: wheel. See, in my mind, that's Emma Till.
1: You know, that is very similar. That is very similar. Thank you for bringing that up. If you go into a Lamborghini dealership, and they don't give you a Lamborghini, in my mind, that's Tillville. Same thing. It's Tillville. That's our new thing. It's Tillsville, Tillville, Tillville, and it's sad to, to point this out. And I, yeah. I mean, I really want to be very clear that the Emmett Till thing is nothing to mock. What is to mock is Oprah's Oprah usage of it. Yes, yes, indeed. Triple eight seven two seven beck Good afternoon, my name is Anthony Weiner and I'm candidate for mayor of New York City. That's akin to Emmett Till. Yeah, it's, uh, that's a same thing. In, in my mind, same thing. To me, that's South Central Tillville. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. We promised you a little bit, and we found. I uh, found uh, what Keith found is a very edited, shortened version of what I was talking about with Alec Baldwin. But uh, here's a little of the actual, the actual broadcast. This was several years ago on uh, WPHT in uh, Philadelphia.
3: When can we take some calls, Ivan? Whenever we want. Do we we, we have calls that are on there now? No calls calls? yet. No calls yet. yet. What number do people call to get on the air, Ivan? Do we have that number? It's right there. Do I have the call number in front of me? Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, (laughs) That's interesting. That's interesting. Do we have any calls yet there, Ivan? No calls. Let's read some more about Scientology. (laughs) Is Sean Hannity a Scientologist? Alec Baldwin. Posing the big questions tonight here. Uh, Do we have any calls here yet, Ivan? None. Boy, it's just incredible. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I'm Alec Baldwin. They
2: should be calling.
1: Yeah. Not a single call and think of this it is alec baldwin yeah. you would think somebody would say hey i loved you in uh married man or hey whatever I'm happened with you would say that? and kim basinger <laughs> or uh right hey you know i liked some movie you did i don't know something saturday night live no. you hosted it 45 times i yeah. liked one of them are you the same alec baldwin <laughs> that is on 30 rock because you sound like a moron here you must really need a <laughs> yeah, script man. i mean something no nobody calls he is absolutely oh, dying dying oh. here when can we take some calls on
3: <laughs> whenever we want do, we, do we, we have calls that are on there now no calls, calls yet no, calls, no yet. calls yet what number do people call to get on the air I mean, do we have that number <laughs> it's right there no do i have the call number in front of me oh i'm so sorry uh, <laughs> oh my god that that's was interesting I call him right now interesting. <laughs> interesting we have any calls yet there that is interesting no calls so let's read some more no about scientology <laughs> <laughs> is sean hannity a scientologist alec baldwin posing the big questions tonight here. Uh, do we have any calls here yet, Ivan? None. Boy, it's just incredible. <laughs>
4: oh, my gosh, do I wish I could call him right now. And either hang up or have him pick up and just go, oh, I just want to make sure the phones are working for you. Click. That's <laughs> oh, no,
1: embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I mean, he wants to try it again? I mean, on television this it's, time? It where is different it. on television. It is. Yeah, it's you, different because it's all scripted. And yeah, whatever. you have a lot more scripted stuff. I, I should exempt this program with yeah, the exception of the true. first five seconds that you see we say hey coming yeah. up on pads too there comes a couple segments there's our scripted uh, segment for the day uh but uh yeah, we have literally 15 seconds of scripted material <laughs> it's usually like hey coming up you yeah. got uh we're gonna talk about football and the president and and Alec Baldwin and stuff. Patents Stu Two starts right now. That's there in there every day. By the way, we didn't. We have not memorized. We can't live that. that. No. We can't do that. It just says Pat's Two Pat starts right now. Yeah. that's our big scripted television moment. Hey, you don't expect us to remember that. Patents Two starts right now. Yeah, because what if it's? We don't know if it starts in an hour. No, uh, three hours. Right. If it already started, because it did. See, the thing is, or it is, did already is, start. Names changed. On. Are the players any different? Well, it's not even true. Right. Because we're already on the air talking about it, so it, it's already started. It doesn't start right now. It started fifteen seconds ago. So we're lying to you from the minute we get on the air. <laughs> second we get on the air every day. Uh, but in, in general, you have um, uh, the, way, the way TV works, if you, uh, at least in my experience, uh, mm-hmm. which is not exactly vast, but I kind of understand it, which is the typical way a television show works is there's some sort of scripted piece at the very beginning, and uh, you will see then uh, the host go to an interview Each each interview segment is uh, produced by one, you know, one or more people. So, you know, if if, uh, Alec Baldwin has on, um, you know, a socialist uh, and in, in the first segment or the A block, as they call it, and then a communist in the B block. Uh, he will have a different producer for each one of those segments. So that producer has already talked to the guest and has a general idea of what they're going to say, and then they will get questions set up and will give the questions to Alec, and then Alec will just read the questions. Now, if you have someone like Glenn Beck, that that formula changes as he just does whatever the hell he wants. Uh, But in general, that's the way these, these programs, like a Lawrence O'Donnell comes out, he'll read a thing, and then he'll basically just spout out questions that have been scripted for him, Uh, The end. Generally, that he's agreed to in advance. That's the way it will work for Alec Baldwin. So it does take out about ninety percent of this sort of stuff. Yeah, talk radio. Talk radio is much more different. uh, Much more difficult Mm -hmm. too. I mean, I'll never forget how tough it was at the beginning. Uh, Oh, oh. (laughs) you make that transition from music where you're used to playing song after song, and then you'll come on and you'll talk for five minutes. And then you play commercials. And then you come back and you you might do something else funny for 30 seconds or two minutes maybe. And then you're playing songs again. It's a whole different world when it's all you. It's just you. It's just oh, yeah. you and more you. What people don't understand, too, is that you think of talk radio and you think you listen to like a Rush Limbaugh. Whenever Rush Limbaugh, this program, or you know, uh, when we're doing the radio show. Mm-hmm. When i want to go to a call. I just go to a call because there's always calls. Yeah, that's not the case in, in mo- local radio. In not local radio. like You yeah. know, because even in major markets. Yeah, no. because, you know, really a very small percentage mm. of your audience will ever actually mm. call. You know, you're talking about one percent of your audience might even consider actually making the phone call, and many mm-hmm. of them won't because it's a pain. They drop off. It's not that you don't want to talk, but you just figure like you can't get through or whatever. So a lot of these hosts, and and I've heard it a million times on local radio, they a die without calls. Right. Yeah. You know, you have to be really prepared and really know where you're going to not die without calls. And then the other thing you'll notice, and this happens all the time on local radio, is guy will come out. He'll be prepared. He'll do a you know a good monologue on a topic and and then all of a sudden he'll just completely change topics. I'm like, why is he doing that? He's letting the callers program the show for him. Right. He's so he's talking about President Obama's tax plan, does a good monologue on it, and all of a sudden he's talking about the, you know. Uh, Oprah Winfrey's comments that he hasn't even discussed in the entire show. That's because someone called up about those comments and he sees a call and he gets so excited about it he just changes the direction of the show to talk to that one person. I did that in the beginning like crazy. A lot of hosts do. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard. And then you you, you have to learn to, well, you sink or swim. If you you don't change that, you don't last very long. Okay. Patent Stew is happening right now. Sorry, I just read that off the prompter. Is this still happening though? It's still happening right now. Pat and wow. Stu is happening right now.
0: Here we go for Pat and Stu. QBO countdown. Four, four, three, two, one. Now, from the Glenn Beck studio in Dallas. This is
2: Pat and Stu on the Blaze
1: 888 727 Beck it's Pat and uh, Weekend coming up here. Um, but uh, last night was... Now, this wasn't the beginning, though, because season started what? The preseason started last week? So there was a Hall of Fame game. But now, I, I guess the first big schedule full of uh, games, and it happened on a Thursday, it's like the NFL has taken over the whole week. used to be a Sunday activity. Now it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, sometimes a special Tuesday edition, Saturday, then Sunday, all day, Sunday night, then Monday morning. We've, we've got a we, well, there's a special game on Monday morning, too. Yeah, it's the Monday well, morning I, game preceding the Monday night game. And you know what the problem with that is? Uh there's not enough. Football, not enough still. football. Still not enough. <laughs> you need more. Because Wednesday is totally yeah. void. I have nothing I have of know the what to do. I don't know what to do. On, on a Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> That's about it. Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, preseason games are always a weird schedule. They don't play. There's one this week on Sunday, but they almost never play a preseason yeah. game on Sunday. Uh, Ravens crushed the Bucks last night. Here's the NFL. Let's go to the NFL scoreboard. Shall we do it? Who cares? But um, Yes. Okay. I mean, these games mean nothing. There it is. Nobody cares, but still, the Ravens crushed the Bucks forty four sixteen. Bengals over the Falcons. Keith Whoa, The Falcons and uh, the Rams, looking looking bad for the Falcons. I mean, why well, even play the season at this point? <laughs> but the Browns beat the Rams, so their season's looking up. Uh, and another action. Browns forty nine ers. The Broncos forty nine ers. Did Peyton play at all? Did he even I don't know. take the field? I, I had it on the whole night. So I don't. I don't. don't Rg three. I bet he didn't play. He definitely didn't play. He's yeah, not playing and uh, at all the, whole the Seahawks. That probably Russell uh, Wilson didn't play. Wilson did play. He for did sure. play. Yeah, I saw really? him playing. Yeah, uh, but you know these games are meaningless. I will say um, only if there's a big thing you're watching for. And this is crushing I know. I know. that tonight the Philadelphia Football Eagles play. <laughs> The New England Football Patriots, and while that might not be, it's so interesting fair. from a fan's perspective. Uh, as I care about the the quarterback battle for the Eagles, but more than that, even, the thing that's crushing about it. Is that, that what I was, I was just setting you up for? It. Okay. Oh, the thing that's really sorry, I didn't, I didn't know <laughs> was going to say that. it because okay. it was your deal. Okay, it was your story. I'm leaving it to you. You just, wanted, just, 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 to you just wanted to interrupt just a it <laughs> a bit to say. Yeah. I just wanted to get in there <laughs> sort of and set it up for you. The crushing thing is. Preseason games, they'll put in the third and fourth string guys, the guys that may or may not make the team. We would have seen an entire uh, night of uh, play from Elvis Fisher, Jeffy's uh, son, uh, and against my favorite team as well, this was would have been a dream come true. Would have been awesome. Uh, but we have not really updated this situation, have we? No, Jerry? we have not. Can we do no, that we at no. this time? Uh, yeah,
4: we can update most of it. I guess. Sure. Okay. We, got we've, the, got, uh, we've got we've uh, got a minor injury, minor knee injury.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, he was put on waivers, which is part of the deal, but he's still part of the Patriots right now uh, on the injured reserve list.
1: Mm-hmm. He's so uh, it, it's kind of weird because he was actually released from the team, but he's but because they put him on waivers, he wasn't claimed because he's injured. He's still on the team, and then they put him on IR. Right,
4: he's on the injured reserve, and then he just had surgery two days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cleaned out the knee, put a couple stitches in. Rehab starts now, and uh, you know he's still getting paid. Still, uh, technically, you know, he's a National Football League football player. You nice, getting the paycheck. Hey, well, it's
1: pretty awesome, awesome. and it pretty. You know, he's probably going to wind up making some serious money this year. And then he's got another shot next year. Right, and he'll rehab, him. and they'll they'll bring him back and give him another shot. And apparently, they like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean they was like going it, great with the Patriots.
4: Right? No problem. I mean, there was there was definitely a, a a decent shot of him make actually you know making the team to do some playing things.
1: Yeah, because we at one point we were thinking maybe he wasn't going to make the team, maybe it would be practice squad, or maybe he'd be cut. But right. in the end, once he got hurt. It kind of turned out they seemed to like him. Yeah, Because right?
4: they, and they brought in a couple of players that they had already cut before yeah. him. You know, yeah. They brought them back. And, uh, and plus, what really stinks is that, uh, you know, I joked around the other day about offensive linemen dropping like flies, but they are dropping yeah, they like are. flies they around are. the league. I mean, there's so, multiple places them, he could have fit.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sadly he won't play this year. But, you know, again, there's there's a good chance he'll play next year. And back right
4: and back to Stu's point. I mean it was I was really looking forward to him being in Philadelphia this week. <laughs> it would have
1: been cool. It would have uh, been cool. Would have been cool. Yeah. But you know, I mean all things being equal, you know, you, you know, still got another shot. So, right. unfortunately injured for the moment, but uh hopefully we'll we'll have more uh coming up and uh, his rehab goes well. Uh in uh kind of the political realm of football, American Thinker has a story uh destroying football, the left's end game uh goes on to talk about all these all this teaches uh, a lesson to the children private individual action is dangerous and should be avoided life must be lived within the guardrails carefully planned and safeguarded by society in the end liberals want a world under their control where uh, one where impulses are channeled in the direction they choose not where nature or free will directs sports are an expression of values and those values must comport with the utopian vision of the left there can be nothing outside the collective and we are seeing the changing of football, which is is, is awful. Um, of course, the left is chiming in on what they think is important in football as well. This is from Slate. and I just can't even get over it. the bizarre. This is, again, going back to the Washington Redskins. Every year we have to deal with this. Their oh, name they, is they mean. They shouldn't be Redskins. Their name is mean. It's and, mean. I mean, they do have a point on that one. I don't know that they do. And in fact, Slate actually convinced me that they don't really here we go this is now slate's trying to make the argument and here's they say that slate will no longer refer to washington's nfl team as the redskins oh this no is that'll the, hurt him yeah that's going to crush that's the redskins hurt it is that might doom the organization right there here's this here's the story why slate will no longer refer to washington nfl team as the redskins this is the last slate article that will refer to the washington nfl team as the redskins that is shocking uh, but here's the, they go on and they started uh, explaining the controversy. And this is my thought of the Redskins name was, OK, it was a sort of racist thing back in the day, but it's been around for a long time. Many of the Indian groups don't even sorry, the Native American groups. I can't believe I even said that uh, the Native American groups will uh, are, aren't even offended by it anymore. You know, it's a long time. It's it's passed. And, you know, while it's kind of weird and it probably did not start in a good place, uh you know, we've come past that and we, you know, it's it's a traditional thing, blah, blah. That was my kind of defense of it. And we shouldn't be just changing these names because it's politically correct. You know, blah, blah, blah. That's not the truth at all. I didn't even know the truth of this. Maybe you did, Pat. I did not. This is from the Slate article. Uh, when we stop using the name Redskins, hardly anyone will notice. But it also will repre- uh, represent no great sacrifice to us for, uh, for us to stop using the word. It's easy enough to sub- substitute Washington or Washington's NFL team, blah, blah, blah. But this is what I didn't know. The word redskin has a relatively innocent history. As Smithsonian linguist Ives Goddard has shown, European settlers in the 18th century seem to have adopted the term from Native Americans who used redskin to describe themselves, and it was generally a descriptor, not an insult. Over time, it became more ambiguous, a less benign term, sometimes used as a slur, when Washington owner, though, George Preston Marshall, who was admittedly a racist, refusing to integrate his team until 1962, but when he chose the name in the 1930s, he was almost certainly trying to invoke Indian bravery and toughness not to impugn Indians. But time passes, the world changes, and all of a sudden, well-intentioned symbol is an embarrassment. Wait a minute. He meant it as a compliment. Uh, he, it was designed as a compliment. We started using it as evil whiteys, as as... Because it was a term they used to describe themselves. This is interesting because in the article they're trying to bash the Redskins for. Yeah. They're admitting. both of us yeah. that we were wrong <laughs> yeah. in being against the nickname. Yeah, because I always thought well, fine to me Redskin now. is over the line. I don't think we yeah, necessarily change it because, you know, it, it's been around for a long time and it doesn't seem like people are that upset about it anymore except for a few activists It's a tradition. We all know we can look back at it and and realize that it was wrong in a way like, you know, you you keep the the Constitution. You don't just delete the prohibition amendment. You repeal it and you keep both of them in the Constitution so you can remind yourself, hey, the scars are still there. That was a stupid decision. Blah, blah, blah. Slavery. You just take, you you know, there's an amendment there. We can always remember the scar was there. This is it, it wasn't even a bad name. I didn't realize that. But this is an art- article supposed to tell us how evil the word redskin is. And in, re- and a- in reality, they uncover the fact that it's not at all evil. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm I'm done with that argument. Yeah, me too. I mean, they just convinced me. Thank you, Slade. I-, I had no idea that, it- that the term redskin came from... Native Americans, Native Americans, and that. was adopted by the owner not because he hated Native Americans, but because they, he thought they were brave and uh, and wonderful people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't what know an insult. Oh, that's wow. They have a quote from I think the owner Daniel Snyder, which is a guy that a lot of people in the NFL don't like, by the way, especially Redskins fans, because he was very fond of the free agents for a while there and uh, didn't always work out. But he said, "We will never uh, change the name of the Redskins," and you can quote me in capitals, never. <laughs> <laughs> he actually said you could quote them in capitals. Wow, that's great. I mean, you know, look, it's it's, it's a, it is a tradition now, and I, look, tradition has value. It's not completely valueless. It's not uh, one of those things that you look at and you say, "Well, oh, uh, it's just tradition," so we don't. You know, we're, we're going to change it. I think there's some value to that. It's not. If it was, uh, there are words. Obviously, many of them have been discussed in the NFL. Uh, Context lately that we certainly would have changed names a long time ago, but the idea that the it seems like Native Americans don't seemingly dislike these names, and you know I guess it's not their decision anyway. But the fact that they're not typically the ones um, protesting it, it's usually things like Slate. God, I'm tired of white liberals being pissed off on behalf of minorities they're not even part of. I'm sick of that. They're pissed off on behalf of Native Americans who aren't pissed. Uh, the Seminole Indians in Florida like the Florida State Seminole thing. Uh, a lot of the Sioux Indians in North Dakota liked the North, University of North Dakota Sioux, running Sioux, fighting, fighting Sioux, Sioux right, whatever yeah. they were. Uh, and, you know, so get over it. What, what do white people care if the Indians don't have a problem with it? What do you care? This, and they banned this, right, from the NCAA. They said you yes. can't have those anymore. What's yeah. the deal with the Seminoles? They're still the Seminoles, right? Was there yeah, a few the exemptions? exemptions? Yes, they gave the exemption to Florida State because they have to. Why uh, do they have to? Because Florida State didn't want to change. Yeah. And Florida State is Florida State. And you had the Seminoles who who I think all the Seminole tribes in the area were in favor of, of it. So, is there any other ones left? Any other? Oh, there's no, because North Dakota changed, right? Did they change from the Fighting Sioux to something else? Or are they still the Fighting Sioux? I don't know. I don't know. If they are the Fighting Sioux, I think they were facing uh, serious NCAA penalties. We'll have to look that story up. We did this story a while ago. Maybe do a follow up on that because I'm not sure how that that worked out. The uh, St. John's Redmen changed. They're the Red Storm now, I think. Um, and who else was there? Uh, that's about it that I can think of Syracuse orange. Yeah. Oh yeah. The orange or the orange man. Yeah. Are is that just is the that orange any, now? Does or, the orange men even a, I don't know. Have don't anything to do with it. native Americans? I, don't I know. thought I, when I was a kid, I thought it was about oranges. Yeah. And you know, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a red men type thing too. I don't know. Uh, but there aren't very many left and everybody has been kind of forced out of the game or they've been guilted into just getting out of it on their own. Okay, here i see seeing the North Dakota story. doing a quick uh, scan here. There, so there's support for certain teams by individual tribes. Florida State Seminoles, they got support. They still have their thing. Here's some other ones. Other exemptions. Uh, Central Michigan Chippewas, right. originally paste, placed on the hostile or abusive list, but was removed when the Saginaw Chippewa Tribal Nation of Michigan gave its support to the nickname. How yeah. dumb do you feel as the NCAA yeah. when... You're like, this is hostile and abusive. And the people who you're saying are being abused are like, no, it's not. Don't you realize how stupid you look? University of North Dakota's uh, athletic logo recently dropped. Uh, It was the Fighting Sioux. Um, uh, Let's see. UND moved in the fall of 2009 to change its nickname. One of the Sioux tribe councils in the state sued to have the name retained. (laughs) Uh, University of Illinois at Champaign uh, permitted to use the name Illini, um, mm. ruling that the name is closely related to the name of the state and not directly uh, associated with Native Americans. Yeah, because they were the fighting Illini. Fighting Illini mm-hmm. right? Are they not still? I, I, oh, yeah, they are, I think they still, are yeah. still. Yeah. And then uh, the, the the term fighting Illini is, in fact, a reference to veterans from Illinois who fought, fought very, during uh, World War One. University of Utah Utes. The running right. Utes are still the Utes. Because I guess it's maybe the same thing. Yeah. Uh, William and Mary, uh, founded in in 1693 with a charter to, among other things, educate and evangelize the Native population. Uh, Voluntarily changed its sports nickname from Indians to tribe in the late 70s. However, the NCAA forced the school to remove the tribal feathers stemming from their logo in 2006 due to insensitivity towards Native Native Americans. Nothing more hateful than feathers. Oh, my gosh. You can't put a feather. uh, You know know what? The feather thing is very similar to uh, Emmett Till. Thank you. In my mind, same thing. Same thing. Same. And the Arkansas State University officially removed its mascot, the Indians, in 2008, replacing it with Red Wolves.
4: Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After decades of decline from over 3,000, there remain less than 1,000 high school, university, and professional teams that have Native American mascots. Though changes have been made at the high school and college levels, at the professional level, there's been virtually no change. The topic remains an issue on a national level, blah, 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 blah. And that's, uh, I, I, by the way, uh, to show you how much I care about that issue, I just read that from Wikipedia. So, so, so it must be all, true. First of all, could it could be all be wrong. And second of all, I don't really care. Triple <laughs> 727. Back. Well, you don't care. That's okay. Leprechaun, uh, wait. had to change, did they really? So that's so just the orange, swimming, orange right? The yeah, orange women are, are orange, or whatever. Upset. And then we have—is uh, it a compliment to name a sports team after a liberal, a particular group? Liberal naming schemes get us wussy names like Modesto Nuts. Mm. No, not Is that That's damn, yeah. not, mm. Good. Mm. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not good. At at Capitol High School in the main streets of Helena, we were the uh we were the white, fat running honkies. The New, white fat running honkies. they probably changed that by now. Yeah, they might. They may have. It may I don't have been know. Now, it was, uh, Sure, it wasn't the waddling honkies? <laughs> it might. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe instead yeah. of running, it was waddling. Because yeah, I don't think you guys did much the running. Fat white waddling hunkies. Mm-hmm. You know, waddling so, with an apostrophe. Waddling, yeah. Because that's what it is. There's never. They're not the running rebels. They're the running <laughs> rebels. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. You know, mm-hmm. I really like if you. Ha- I don't know. I think we've gotten rid of. The really offensive ones, haven't we? At this point, There's, uh, I think mostly. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's so. never going to end. It's never going to end. I don't know why we even bother. Uh, but at some point, I think the Redskins thing will get changed, probably by the next owner, because people. I mean, even we who've covered this story how many times? Mm-hmm. We I we didn't even know offensive. until now. We thought it was offensive. It was just one of those things. Ah, look, they don't mean it in that way anymore. You know, you just right. gotta get over it. That was kind of my right. You know, I was. That's where I was on it. In reality, it's not even offensive. Uh, Jimmy in Las Vegas, you're on the Patents 2 Show. Hey, Jimmy?
2: Browns changed their name.
1: Say it one more time, Jimmy. The,
2: the Cleveland Browns. Well, the NFL made the Cleveland Browns change You know, the their only name. reason Racist. they
1: won't change the name of the Browns is because it's named after a guy, Paul Brown. Oh, is that uh, why? Well, oh, okay, yeah. got you, got you. Yeah. I, will say, though, I will say this, though. Real That's quick, not about Jimmy. anybody's skin color. No, well, it's, it's not, but I will say uh, the Cleveland Browns name is as bad as Emmett Till. I will say that. Thank you. There you yes. go, in my opinion. All right. In my, 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 <laughs> in my hey, mind. Thanks hey, the
4: only team that's not going to change is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Chiefs. I mean, that's because that represents the elitist head of the tribe. They're not
1: going to get rid of that. <laughs> I will say the, the the major leagues has not been to this pressure Braves, at all. Indians. Braves, Indians. Yeah, they yeah. haven't. Yeah, they really just don't care. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Apparently they don't. Mary in Florida, you're on the Patton Stew Show. Do we have any calls? Do we have any calls, sir? Are there any calls?
2: Apparently any calls? we do. We, we do, do have calls? Too. We yeah, do have calls. Yeah, let's go to someone one right calls. now. Okay, hi. Hi, Mary. Hi, hi, Mary. Hi. hi, Mary. hi. Um, I lived in Arizona uh-huh. in Flagstaff, which is up by the Navajo and Hope Indian Reservations. Mm-hmm. And most mm-hmm. of the men, young boys to adults, wore FSU ball caps, redskin ball caps, Cleveland Indians ball caps. They were Atlanta proud of it. Grades. They yeah. didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, they were, they proud. were proud. of it because it was the, mm-hmm. you know, their insignia. They, I mean, that's yeah. what they wore. It's right. respectful. And I'm from Florida, so when I was out there and saw them with, like, FSU and those, I'm thinking, wow. Yeah.
1: yeah do we have the old school uh, sure. 80s Thanks, uh, Cleveland Indian logo we can pull up? Because most of these are really respectful. They're just grand visions of a heroic Indian and a brave right. Indian. The Cleveland Indians one was a little goofy, I will say. <laughs> hey, the old school Cleveland Indians one. What was the guy? Mm-hmm. He was kind of like a goofy Indian. Did he have a name? What the heck was his name? <sighs> he had a stupid, like, Indian-sounding name. Oh, jeez, it's going to kill me. But, I mean, maybe, like, these things over time are are smoothed out, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, you know. I- mm-hmm. We certainly have different standards from from time to time. But at some point, we're going to have a talking bear that gets pissed off at Chicago. That's going to happen. Get Mm -hmm. ready for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People used to say mean things about our actual name at Capitol High, that we were the Bruins. And our crosstown rivals would say, ruin the Bruins. And I always thought that was really mean. Yeah, what about the actual actual Bruins that were hearing about being ruined? They didn't want that. Sad. Right? Sad. I mean, that's just not nice. That's just not nice. And so uh, maybe we just change all names of all teams and we just call them by their first name. Like Washington is just Washington. Well, Washington was a slave owner. The Washingtons. The, he was a slave owner. That's uh, a good point. We need to change so, the whole. Let's just call them the Ings. <laughs> <laughs> ingt <laughs> Keith reminds me
4: of the, uh, mm-hmm. I, and I'm trying to find the Cleveland Indian name because I was like Chief
1: Wahoo? Wanahaho Chief or, something, Wahoo. Like yeah, or Chief something like that. Yeah, something like that.
4: Chief Wahoo. But Keith reminds me of the Atlanta Braves, uh, Chief Nakahoma. Oh, and The original, and when they would hit a home run, the chief would come out of the of the TP and left chief field. Chief Nacahoma. <laughs> Whenever they hit a home run, he would come oh, out of man. the TP and left Did field. Did they
1: really? <laughs> okay, now see that's. But see, it's still not it's probably a little too far. It's still. It wasn't disrespectful. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It's actually not to demean Indians. It's just a little bit of. It's a little whimsical. Yeah. By the way, yeah. And by the way, as I say this, can we get the uh, camera to show up on this blaze logo up here? Look at this. Look at this in the far corner of the studio. Oh, my look gosh. at what we're looking at right now. How are we supposed to do the show right now in this studio with this going on? Right. This is a disgrace. Look at this. Get rid of that. Chief. Oh, my gosh. Glenn Beck is oh such a my. racist. Look at that. There's that a chief a, right there. A racial element right there. Oh, my God. He seems to be a Native American. Good golly. This is a sham. Oh, my God. Uh, this is a travesty, a sham, a mockery. It's a Travis Sham mockery. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I talk about uh, college, going to college uh, this week on the Wonderful World of Stew. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I uh, there is uh, we have a little clip here, a little preview of the of the monologue this weekend. But you may notice a member of this program making uh, an appearance. Uh, watch closely uh, from this clip, of Wonderful World of Stew, Saturday at ten. You're going to shell out on average at least fifteen thousand dollars a year for your higher education. And many, many others pay even more and come out a quarter of a million dollars in debt. For that much investment, you'd think you'd be guaranteed a career that could help you pay off those student loans. But let me give you some of the examples of how many years it would take for your college degree to actually pay off. If you're a pharmacist, which is a good gig, it's going to take you almost 11 years to pay off. If you're a dentist, it will take you 14 years. You love exotic animals, a little weird for me, but if you're a zoologist and you get a degree... It'll take a slim 21 years to pay off. And if you want to save journalism, it'll take you 32 years for your noble efforts. Mm. A marriage therapy career? Yeah, 35 years. Let's go back to this one because this is kind of what I do for a living-ish. It's nice to think that if I went to school to do this stupid show, it would only take me 32 short years to break even. Yay! And guess what? No amount of tuition or prestigious academic labeling can guarantee you a job after you graduate, so it could take much, 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 much longer. Science tells us if you don't get a job, it will take infinity years to break even. Mm, it's true. Science does tell us that. Jeffy, nice. Uh, Thank it, you. Were those all uh, Thank you. former uh, business card yes. photos? What was that? <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah, I held one of those jobs uh, just
1: for a short period of time. Which one? Each one. All of them. Have you really? Oh, I've done all of them. Okay. I believe it because you'd get fired immediately. Mm-hmm. Although, who would hire you? It's a good question. That's what they asked
4: themselves <laughs> as I was leaving.
1: Yeah, that is that is true. Um, by the way, we also have um, a new, and this is kind of like, you know, we get, it's like, you know, we're talking about Indian names and, you know, people naming things after people. And, uh, like, to me, most of the time it's a compliment. This one, Jeffy, for you, probably not. This new sandwich named after Jeffy. Uh, it's called the Big Fat Fatty Sandwich, um, <laughs> and you know, th- did you give them licensing of that, Jeffy? You know, they didn't, no, they did. No, they
4: did discuss that with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lawsuit could be pending.
1: <laughs> Fat Sal's Big Fat Fatty Sandwich. Mm-hmm. I, I love this. Uh, it's I guess it's co-owned by one of the stars of Entourage, Jerry Ferrara, uh, along with Josh Stone and Sal Capic, all Hollywood friends who've known each other since Hollywood. They they put together this sandwich. It's fifty bucks. Now, 50 oh bucks, it's a lot of money for a sandwich, but look at how much you get. Uh, it, Wow. Mm. We have the actual description of what is on this monstrosity here. This, uh, I guess, I don't know if this is from a local news channel or something. Big <laughs> Sal's Fatty Fatty. It looks pretty freaking good. Check this out.
5: Big Fat Fatty has um, five cheeseburgers, a pound and a half of pastrami, a pound and a half of cheesesteak. Ten chicken fingers, ten onion rings, ten jalapeno poppers, bacon, five fried eggs. When you go to eat this thing. Two cups of chili, two cups of marinara sauce, a basket of french fries, and an, a cup of fat sauce. That's the big fat fatty.
4: That's just a kitchen sink. sink. <laughs> Holy <laughs> <laughs> crap. That's, that's, I mean, that's just too much.
1: You know what I mean? (laughs) Wow, Pat! Breaking news here. (laughs) That's That's too much. Can we quote you on that for the story? Go ahead. Pat Gray says that's That's just too too much. That's just too much. That's (laughs) That's just too much. Because what that is is you're You're mixing too much meat there. Yeah, and what all that is and french fries and stuff on it. You're just putting everything on it, right? It's not even a sandwich. Uh, It's not a sandwich. It's just a table. Like you've just made a table and put everything on the table. (laughs) Yes, that's essentially what you've done. Triple eight seven two seven back. Good afternoon. My name is Anthony Weiner, and I'm candidate for mayor of New York City. It's a great point. Lundy Tribe. Like any mood, they concerned about. Uh, or son's internet access, without high speed high speed internet, just on dial up till a couple of months before. Mm. It's heartbreaking. I, I can't even think back on that without tearing up just a bit. We need people. You know what that is? What? It's like the Emmett Till situation. In oh my, my mind, gosh, that's the same exa- thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same exact same, same thing in my mind. Yeah, as Emmett Till. Uh, you it's know Tillville it's tillville there's no internet I mean, you're tillville you're in downtown mm-hmm. tillville mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. when you don't have high speed internet access you're in downtown tillville yeah and i shouldn't say there there is internet in tillville it's just not high speed no, internet no it's dial until the few, last until few until years. a while ago yeah in the suburbs you have <laughs> you have uh you know and maybe in the tillville suburbs you have dial up yeah but that's uh, that's in, in downtown human. tillville inhuman it's yeah that's why we need people like matt damon to fight for the human rights violations like that and fight for your right yeah i mean to party uh matt damon mm-hmm. is equally opposed mm-hmm. to both no internet for the lundy tribe and right. emmett till now he, well, he's not opposed to emmett till personally he's no. opposed to the things that happened to emmett till like as no me, internet like not being able to buy a purse that Do you know wanted. that in his whole life mm-hmm. emmett till had no internet <laughs> in his whole you life know you know that for, you a know for a fact i know it for a fact he had no maps? Wait, he, well, no he might have had a map. He didn't have. Well, a he lived. had no internet access. We can tell if he had a map if we know where he lived. Was uh, it in uh, the Asian countries? Well, I don't have a map so I don't know where he lived. Was it? It might have been the Iraq. Oh, okay. Or the South yeah, Africa. You yeah, he never lived in such-as. Yeah, like, like such, such as, as, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Matt Damon uh, is a little upset at the president of the United States. He's upset uh, at his policies because, as we all know, just like the public school system today, Mm -hmm. you can't find a good progressive education. (sighs) Back in the day, you know, education was progressive. Uh, Remember the 50s when it was so progressive? It's so hardcore right wing now. It's awful. I mean, every book is about how wonderful Ronald Reagan was. Yeah, every, every book, everyone, you know, everyone. That's everyone. all they teach these kids in school these days. How wonderful the uh, the Iraq War was. Mm-hmm. Um, how good of a president George W. Bush was. This is all they talk about in schools these days. You know, you know what they use as a textbook? What? An inconvenient book by, by Glenn, Glenn Beck. Beck? Yeah. Oh my God. That's what they use. He's a right wing nut it. job. Yeah, that's right. I heard this guy has freaking Indian symbols in his studio. It's true. It's unbelievable. Uh, here's Matt Damon uh, talking about how he feels betrayed by the president.
3: You've been critical of President Obama in the past. How do you feel he's doing on a
5: second term?
1: He broke up with me. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of things that I really question, you know. The legality of the drone strikes and, and these NSA revelations are... You know, so like off the mechanical you know, equipment. It, it, it Jimmy Carter came out and said, we don't live in a democracy. Now, that's that's a little <laughs> that's a little intense when an ex-president says that. So, so, Can you, you stop know, the dot uh, matrix he's got some, printer, some printer that's to do, going particularly on for a the... constitutional law professor.
2: <laughs> that was a... I
1: don't even know what he said. <laughs> and it did that not look like it was like a student interview, like. Uh, yeah, so your well, next interview, Matt, is going to be with the uh, ho- with the uh, high school newspaper. Mm-hmm. But it said B E T on the, oh, uh, on the corner, it so I, it looked like it was a high school interview. That was weird. That yeah, was awful. Uh, so now Matt Damon uh, is not. He could not get uh, the role in the next Sharknado trailer. Or, oh. uh unfortunately, uh, Sharknado Two will not star Matt Damon. That's now confirmed. Uh, very upsetting, I think, for his career, especially because. Devastating. It's devastating. How is he going to pay for private school for his kids that he sends them to? You know what that's like? What? It's like downtown Tillville. Oh, my gosh. In my mind, same thing as Emmett Till. I believe that him not getting the Sharknado movie is the Mm -hmm. last train to Tillville. It is. Mm -hmm. I'll meet you at the station. Mm All right. Yes. Here's, here is the here is the uh, Sharknado trailer. If you haven't seen the phenomenon that is Sharknado, we still have you. Have, you haven't seen the movie yet, have you? No. I, I really want to see. It. It's got to be on demand, like Sci-Fi on demand or something. I got to check this out. Uh, here's the trailer to get you lo- locked into it.
5: Hurricane David
0: is poised to be the first. Hurricane. It's a
2: storm. That's what's driven them all up north. And I've never seen so many up
0: north so bold. It's barely even raining. It's flooding here, and not the plumbing, the ocean. You need to go home.
2: I'm not going anywhere. Storm's coming and it's coming fast.
5: Just can't sit back and watch this.
0: <laughs> Tornado's heading towards the airport. We need to destroy it before it gets to them. Watch out!
2: You can't just wait here and wait. Sharks throwing down on us. <laughs> oh. God.
0: We're going to throw bombs into the tornadoes. It's too dangerous. There's too many of them. We're going to need a bigger chopper. Ah! you move!
5: It's time to leave Kansas, mate.
4: Ah! No! Ah! Wow. That is outstanding.
1: You know, how could you laugh at that? That, when you see, is phenomenal. <laughs> that's the, the horror. <laughs> well, I mean, look, that's not the way you deal with a Sharknado. You'd have more advanced equipment. But it, it is, does tell a really interesting you would, story. You would have more advanced equipment. You would. You, wouldn't, you don't individually it kill every where shark. where you live. I love the scene where you just see Ian Searing just pointing a gun into the tornadoes. like Picking off individual sharks. Well, there was too many of them. There was too many of them. Two, two, oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. What? That's embarrassing. intentionally bad, is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Oh yeah. Really? They oh yeah. They knew. I was... don't know that she knew. I don't think I, she Cara did. She, she, not she was known. in a serious motion yeah. picture.
2: <laughs> I and Ziering, I do. Believe. That's she's possible. She's that expecting is.
1: some nominations for awards, Academy Awards. Yeah, it's a huge movie. Best. I mean, best. You should get at least a best director nod out of this. Have to. You have to special I mean, effects something just to direct all those sharks to get into the tornado in the first place Come is on. pretty impressive. How are you doing that? You know, I mean, I, I don't even know. know how you do that. I would not. Do don't it. know how to begin to get a shark into a tornado. Well, of course, there are so... stunt sharks. I mean, you yeah, know, oh, yeah I mean, they didn't actually. They're kill stunt the sharks. sharks. They're not actual. They're not the sharks that you just see every day. Think... These are stunt sharks yeah. who who do Hollywood movies. Yeah, they, they do a lot acrobatics. of these. A lot of these have done Jaws like eight, Jaws nine. Yep and then they did sharknado.
4: There wasn't any disclaimer though at the end of the trailer that no <laughs> sharks were injured in the making so I hope they're all, they all survived. They're okay. Well, this is yeah, the sort of thing. Right. And
1: I hope we get here okay. like we're getting here we eventually we'll get there with redskins. You know, the San Jose <laughs> sharks. I mean look <laughs> oh, at what, what these sharks point. are going through here. That's a good point, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, these sharks are strangling. just they're just trying to to live their lives in in the middle want of to all. They, they didn't want to get picked up. No. They just got picked up in the right. swirling wind, and now all of a well, sudden, the stunt sharks did because that, that's right. part of their job. That's, that's their gig. No, well, they wanted <laughs> to, but they, they want want were too. illustrating <laughs> an unwilling pickup. <laughs> the stunt of Stunt sharks. sharks know what they're doing, but from what I understand, a few regular sharks were picked up in the in the tornado as well, and that mm-hmm. pisses me off. <laughs>
4: Tara Reed looked like she had a pretty strong role in that movie. Yeah, I she mean. was really, she really good in <laughs> she that. Really I mean. good. Like she had a pretty strong role in that movie. I, I thought Anne Heche had the best line ever in the movie Volcano, where she <laughs> sees all the uh, mm-hmm.
5: the horror going
4: up. on in Volcano, and her line was, wow. I mean, I thought Anne did a should have won an good, award yeah. for that. Mm, that's Tara pretty, pretty unforgettable. Yeah.
1: Pretty unforgettable. I've already yeah. forgotten it, though. Me, is I sure. had to yeah. until Jeffy just brought it up. I had but, forgotten uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, no, this is, I mean, look at all the sharks that are falling in there. That's the problem, is there's That's a lot. It. It's not just one it's shark. there's a lot of sharks. No, if it was one shark, it wouldn't be that big a deal. No, they wouldn't and I don't think you'd call it. it a Sharknado. You'd just call it no. an anomaly. But look at that. That's a Sharknado, man. I think Sharknado, too. And if I may, I can lend this to them, you know, for free. <laughs> Sharknado 2 should be a sharknado formed by sharks mm-hmm. intentionally swimming around in a circle really fast. I like that. I'm just throwing that out there. Because they want to get to land. They want to, to get to land people. now. They've realized that they have an got advantage. a taste. They got a taste of people, and now it's insatiable, mm-hmm. and they must have it again. Mm-hmm. So they get in a circle, swim super fast, and they create a sharknado.
4: Have they thought ahead if they take over the Earth, though? I
1: mean. Don't be ridiculous! Now you're just getting stupid. That's so Jeffy. dumb. Jeffy. That is so stupid. That is stupid. so dumb. Why don't you shut up? <laughs> you don't even treat this like it's serious. You have a giant weather event filled with sharks, and you don't think that's serious? Okay, <laughs> look, <laughs> I, 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 I don't even want to talk to you. So let's sure. just get to the next trailer. It's uh, this is Chennai. Uh, oh, should why, I express? Why are we turning into the Bollywood headquarters? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this. I don't know, because I think our, our we made people in the control room like them. I think so. Too. And we made fun of the last one a lot. So and here's Shania Express. Let's make fun of this one, too. Which is coming soon to a theater. Uh, well, near Mumbai.
0: And this is where the sharks pop out of the water. Myself, 40 That's where I'm But normally, this is that her life may life, you will take. The music The music The music is really good. For those of you listening uh, on Blaze Radio, name
3: me.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you, He's, uh,
2: you know,
0: hmm? mm. wow. mm. you yeah. <laughs> yeah, know, Don? Yeah. i swear Oh, my God, a Sharknado. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, that looks underestimate real. Underestimate the power of a common man. <laughs> oh, you, she kicked him <laughs>
1: right uh,
0: there. Is this a serious movie? <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah, okay. I, I, think I think
1: we've learned the entire premise. Thank you for this.
0: That's enough. Just Stop it. My life? Fuck. life! Fuck. All right. Apparently, the best part is coming. And I don't know how to... You
1: know, this is Greece 3 from India. I think that's what it is.
0: That's exactly what it is.
1: Yeah. So, congratulations. And then... That if this doesn't end with a Sharknado, I'm very disappointed in the last two minutes. <laughs> It's the only thing that can save this now. Get on the train, baby. Come home. Oh, okay. That's not... Oh, he took down the car with a... With a oh. knife. With a knife. That, that's not physics. No. That that would not that be related to, to physics. a crowbar. But the Sharknado is more likely than what just <laughs> happened there. 888 <laughs> <laughs> 727 Food next. We try food next. Food. Oh, it it food. Uh, that's right. Yeah, right. The thing we were talking about in the break before the cameras rejoined us uh-huh. was, a, was a riot. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back on. <laughs> I, like what, I like what TV stations do that. I do, too. They, like, they act fun. like they were talking in the breaks, and they just mm-hmm. they weren't and they talking weren't. at all. We weren't they talking weren't. at all. We, don't, we never talk. We, we were actually talking off? about food. We like food. we love it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, should we just tell them what the food item is that yes. we're going to try? Watch this is. commercial. Jerry duty! <laughs> You're happy about that. No, but the courthouse is right next to that little pub. With those
0: amazing cheeseburgers. Yeah.
2: Like these?
0: Did you guys have jury duty?
2: Wendy's.
0: Can I plead insanity? Yes. Now a specially crafted cheeseburger is closer than you think. Wendy's new pretzel bacon cheeseburger. With melted cheddar and smoky honey mustard, all on a warm, soft pretzel bun.
2: Now mm. that's better.
1: Okay. And we're open late. Here it is. And they're open late. Man. Mm-hmm. so That's right. Now, the pretzel burger, you might say, well, that's just a burger with a different bun on it. Yeah. And that's true. And which it is, is true. Which is weird why they've uh, increased sales by 42%. The stock price has gone up 42%, uh, increasing the wow. market cap of Wendy's by uh, $800 million. Wow. Holy cow. Just God. the $800 million, though. Uh, now, some just say... Just from this dumb bun? I don't know that it's just from the dumb bun. But it, is been popular, it has been popular enough that almost every other fast food chain has now come out with a I've pretzel burger that. of their own. Yeah. So I, I have a, a meatless version. Jeffy was even included in this, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got something to eat over there. Let's try. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. 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 Really tastes like a, a pretzel bun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It tastes like a bun Mm -hmm. loosely made out of pretzel yeah soft pretzel like the ones except it's not salty like if you were to take a bun Mm -hmm. and make it really cold yeah Um, yeah, this is also about six months old we got this (laughs) the first day it came out um but no, it's. it's mm-hmm. I mean, I, oh, I do like okay. It's pretty it's good. an innovative bun, and I'm 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 a, I'm a fan of innovation. Uh, so it's pretty tasty. I guess a lot of people are fans of this, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they did some Twitter campaign where they came out with a a, tw- uh, a pretzel bun song. Mm-hmm. Have oh. you seen this? Have you seen this in the paper? I haven't seen this. Okay. You read about okay. it? I mean, right, here it is. The pretzel song thing. In the paper, right there. Here it is.
2: Hashtag for the record. That new pretzel bacon cheeseburger. i
1: I mean, is it worth singing about? No. No, okay. no it is not. Jeffy, a <laughs> fat mean... guy review over there. Oh, not bad. Give me it's so Shake bad. Shack yeah, oh. every day of the week over yes. this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thud Ruckers, Shake Shack, something with really delicious, meaty burgers that are fresh made every day. That's what I like. And then, you know, cook perfection. it's almost
4: un-American. And I, I don't know about you, but it's almost un-American to go to Wendy's and not have a Frosty. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: yeah, is point? that what happened here? I mean, is what is have... that what happened? And where are the fries? You know what this is? When I mean, we go to Wendy's, we don't have a Frosty? In my mind, uh, I would say same thing similar. As Till. Yeah. This May particular May May. Wendy's location, in May my May. mind, is in Tillville. It's, it's downtown, Tillville. Mm-hmm, downtown Tillville. So, downtown. downtown Tillville. Uh, you know what else is also a completely un-American? Russian dash cam videos. <laughs> well, they're Russian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, I mean, I'm not saying yeah. it's anything bad, it's just no. they're just located in okay. Russia. Here's people here, crashing into things. Watch this. Uh, unless you're on the Blaze radio, then listen to Ooh. the sound of occasional bumping together <laughs> of metal. <laughs> All right. He's driving down the road. He's on the right side of the road. Ooh. And a little scrap a little side of a scream for, for uh accident that didn't happen that close. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's when you can feel like that could happen to you. Mm-hmm. Right there. Oh no, motorcycle guy. Uh oh. 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 Wow, that guy was not hurt. Did huh? he a trip over? Mm-mm. Not hurt. No one gets hurt in these videos. Good driving this a skills. Really guy. crappy driver.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh no, another motorcycle guy. He's gonna take a left right here. And, <coughs> oh, oh no. No, sir, sir. Please don't. Oh my oh, God. Oh He actually wasn't hurt on that. That was pretty no, amazing. No, he gets right up. Coming head on and a little crash there. Okay, so there you go. What was his short uh, Russian dash camp thing? Okay, well. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you know what? coming up next on Blaze Radio. Mm-hmm. Watch him. He's eating pretzel burgers all day.